Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. All right, you guys, what is up? So before we jump into all the awesomeness that is going to be had on today's show, which it's pretty fun, I am super pumped to share with you my new podcast sponsor, SiteLock. Yes, so SiteLock is a global leader in website security solutions and currently protecting over 1 million WordPressers. You like that? I love that, WordPressers, uh, through website scanning, web application firewall, status application security testing, and more. I am currently working on a post and video, so you're going to get all kinds of inside peeks at SiteLock, but their easy-to-use website security management plugin puts everything in a convenient security dashboard so you can stay on top of any threats without ever leaving WordPress. That's kind of my my goal, right? The less places I have to log in, the better. Uh, SiteLock is simply awesome. So they're actually going to be sponsoring WordCamp Orange County July 9th through 10th, which is coming up, and WordCamp New York City July 15th through 17th. So if you are attending, stop by and say hi. They'll be on site to answer all your WordPress website security questions. So you can check them out at sitelock.com forward slash WP chick. So there you have it. Uh, Enjoy the episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. This is going to be crazy fun today (laughs) because we have a repeat, well, we have repeat guests, I should say, Uh, and I'm totally excited. This is going to be a little bit more, I don't know, probably casual conversation than formal interview since I feel like we're old pals now. So (laughs) Um, I'm super stoked to have the team from Beaver Builder. You guys, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Yeah. All right, so good. So everybody that we've got Robbie, Justin, and Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Full team. Full team. Okay, so, uh, and everybody listening, I will have a link to the original interview. So if you're not familiar with Beaver Builder, what do you guys want to give the audience a a quick rundown? You're going to do it better justice than I am. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So Beaver Builder is a... um, WordPress plugin and theme. It is a page builder and we make it really easy to design and create WordPress pages. So for those of you listening, when you're thinking page builder, think like kick-ass visual page builder, right? Like super easy, not like trying to dink around in the back end with WordPress, you know, trying to make blocks fit within the WYSIWYG. It's like you really get to see what you're building. It's it's super awesome. All right. So <laughs> that, that was my layman's term for you. <laughs> um, so we have a ton to catch up on. So let's, let's back up a little bit. Now, last time we talked, you guys were all down in the South Bay and, and, you know, Silicon Valley, Northern California, and, uh, things have changed a little bit. So why don't you, I don't know who, who wants to start or fill us in on, on what is happening with the team and where you guys are now. Sure. Um, why, don't you, why don't you guys go ahead and get that one since you're, uh, well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it's a long story, but I'll try and make it short. Um, I mean, the kind of crux of the whole thing is just, you know, whatever, you know, people, a lot of people have heard about the Silicon Valley uh, housing market and just kind of how crazy it is. And um, me and Billy, you know, you know, we're looking for, you know, a better place for our families, um, you know, somewhere we could actually 
afford a, a real house um, that's you know that doesn't require us to have you know seven or eight figure salary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we we moved two hours north um, of where we were living. Um, so it's it's still a quick drive to down to where Robbie Robbie's at. Um, but it's a really nice city, um, affordable, a little bit, a lot smaller, actually. It's like, I think in the city room, it's like a hundred thousand people compared to like a million in just San Jose alone, yeah. not counting suburbs, um, or whatever. But, um, yeah, so it's, we're, we're all fully distributed now. Um, we started, you know, kind of playing around with the idea. We've talked on and off over the last year or two about it, just in our individually, not planning to do it together. Um, it just kind of so happened that. We uh, we just made it happen around the same time. Um, Did you guys buy houses on the same street? <laughs> no, no, we're about ten minutes away from each other. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I might, as, might as well be though. <laughs> that started the whole migration up here because there's a there's a couple of us uh, friends that are starting to to move up here. Um, but I do have a really good friend that's about a block and a half, two blocks away. Um, but no, Billy. Thankfully, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, yeah, it's basically it. We're all distributed now and uh, everything's going great so far. And we still make visits down there. And Robbie's made some visits up here. And um, yeah, it's, it's going great. Yeah, it's worked out well. So you guys, so how is it? I know Robbie recently wrote a post on GoDaddy, which we'll link to is great. Uh, I've always, I've never had an office. I think all my years in retail management, when I had keys to someone else's building, I'm like, I am never doing that again. <laughs> so, so how do you guys like working from home and doing the the virtual company in essence? It's definitely got some some ups and and some downsides. All in all, I I, th- I like it a lot. I mean the the convenience factor and the I mean it's just like I feel so blessed just to have the opportunity. You know, thinking about some of the jobs I've had in the past. You know, pizza kitchens and things of that nature. You know, what I'm doing now is just um, and I couldn't be more more grateful. Um, on the other hand, though, I really do like I, I miss you guys, man. I really miss the guys and I miss our <laughs> office. We had a really nice, uh, nice office dynamic and, and it was a really good social outlet. So I think there's, you know, a little bit of a uh, little bit of like a kind of social void factor that's that's missing. But, you know, all in all, definitely nothing I can you know complain about legitimately. It's been it's been really good. So how about you guys working at home with the families? I so I, I love it. The only thing is that. I can hear the kids pretty pretty well throughout the day, so <laughs> that's why he's here. <laughs> yeah, I came over to Justin today because it's, it's nap time for my kids, so and they obviously don't like going down. So. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you've got little ones, it's funny. My kids are bigger, and it's like just, <laughs> this morning my son went to school later, and I'm and I was like, "Would you go to school?" Like I can hear you. I can hear that your computer. He was watching some on YouTube. You know, it's like I'm so used to quiet, but I totally get it. Um, so, well, that being said, you guys have shifted a cup, a couple other things too, right? Like, are, are you, you initially, you guys were a design agency, correct? Like a full service agency for websites and you were working with clients. Is that still in effect? Where are you guys at with that? Yeah, it's a good, good question. Actually, I'm curious now, I bet if we go back to our original interview, we probably said something along the lines of how we, you know, we're never going to get rid of the client service business. (laughs) And, uh, well, yeah. Fast forward, uh, we've gotten rid of the, we've gotten rid of the client service business. Um, I know I say that I say that like it was just like a like a clean sweep. We're still kind of transitioning out of it, but we made the decision, gosh, probably like three four months ago now, that we were going to um, phase out phase out the client services and, and focus a hundred percent on Beaver Builder. And 
it's been a little bittersweet. You know, we've, we've had some clients that we've developed relationships with for, you know, years and years, and we've been working really hard to, to transition and find, you know, new, new homes for, for all of our clients and make sure that they're in good hands. Um, but then it's, it's also been an amazing opportunity to, to get to focus on Beaver Builder. And I think just over the last few months, looking at what we've been able to accomplish with all of that extra time, it's, it's really, uh, paying off. I think it was a good, it was a good move. And I'm, yeah, glad we have the, have the opportunity to do it. Well, so how long for, for everybody listening? I mean, on one, it, it's a plugin and you've got the, you've got the theme, um, but it's, it's a software business, right? So how long did from launch time of, of the original plugin and theme going to market to today? Like what's that time frame been like? So people understand. So what was it? Was that a few months ago you started transitioning out of this? Or how long has that been? Yeah, so we, we launched Beaver Builder. Uh, it was in April of 2014. So we're just coming up on our, on our two year, two year birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'd say over the last year, like maybe about a year ago from now, things started to, uh, um, things had, had picked up enough that we were spending a lot of time, um, on Beaver Builder. I mean, we, we were kind of, we slowly but surely were, you know, we stopped taking on new projects. Our time started to fill up with, you know, things like support and bug fixes and all the, all the kind of Beaver Builder work started really, um, growing and increasing. So it really has been a slow transition. I think it was the decision to actually completely stop taking client work. And, you know, we're in the process of, of taking our website down and, uh, um, just, you know, really kind of discontinuing that completely is, is more recent, but it's been a, it's been a long process almost since the beginning, like almost since we started. Like, was it as soon as you realized, wow, we made something pretty damn awesome here? <laughs> Oh, it's nice of you. <laughs> well, you know, we were, we were, in, we, uh, we got to do Cabo Press, which was an event, um, that Chris Lemma hosted, um, out in Cabo, San Lucas, Mexico. It was, it was a real, it was a real pain going out there to Cabo. You yeah. Know, twist nothing, your arm. <laughs> yeah. Nothing fun to do out there, but we, um, we got the opportunity to, to talk with and meet, you know, a bunch of really successful people in the WordPress space and get a lot of really good advice. And, and one of the pieces, pieces of advice that we got, a couple times from several different people was that it's really, really difficult to optimize and have a business that has two, you know, totally different, um, goals and processes. I mean, they're just so different, the, the software business and, and the client services business. And, and a lot of people were saying that you should really consider focusing on just one. And I think it was that advice from some of the the veterans. You know, we always looked at the client services business, maybe like insurance, or it was kind of like a plan B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were a little reluctant to to let it go. Um, but hearing that from you know some folks that had been doing this for years and years and years, I think that was one of the big motivators to actually actually make the you know, the hard decision to to go all in with Beaver Builder. Well, so I asked that because I think we, we probably have a lot of people listening, um, who are interested in, in, in plugins or themes or a SaaS model. Um, but they're in the same boat where, you know, one thing is paying the bills. And, you know, I have gone on and off so many times, like, I'm never doing a website again. <laughs> and for the most part, I don't do a whole lot with them. My team does, but at the same time, like it, it's kind of cash flow for me. And so, what what advice would you guys give to somebody who wants to make that transition? You know, I'd give the same advice that we heard, um, and that you know I don't want to repeat, but that, you know it is it's really hard to juggle two things at once. Um, and with hindsight, I I think we might have been able to get away with with transitioning over to Beaver Builder a little earlier. 
Um, I think we might have held on to the, the client services business a little bit longer than we needed to. And I'd almost say that I mean, neglect might not be a bad or a, a good word because of like the negative connotation. But, you know, we, we didn't have the time to focus on or grow the client services business. So it really was just kind of stagnant and it was probably taking away uh, more than it was helping. But, you know, again, everyone's situation is different and it, it was a really, really difficult decision for us. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, you should do it this way and you should wait till this point and, and that point. Well, were there any, like, were there indicators? I mean, at what point, um, as you guys were building this, was it when, when, I, 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 here's my assumption is obviously as sales went up, so did support, right? So there's only so much time in the day. And yet, I, I mean, <laughs> like I told you guys when we talked last time, like I dipped my toes into plug-in development and I'm like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> because there, you know, with a WordPress plugin, there's so many environments that it needs to work in. Right. And so, and I've yet to find one that Beaver Builder doesn't work in. Uh, not that I'm like crazy experimenter over here, but you know, from that perspective, like how were you guys managing that was, so is there, were, th- were there any indicators when you went, look, okay. That when you made the decision, was it simply that we cannot give neither, neither effort is getting, you know, the, the required time it needs. I think it, it kind of started earlier, um, or at least for me it did. I think if I'm trying, if I remember correctly, I more or less stopped client work before we, um, from me personally, um, before uh, Billy and Robbie did, we made it as like an entire business decision. And I think the indicator there was just the sheer amount of time that I was spending on it, um, you know, from a development standpoint um, and support standpoint and that kind of thing. And then um, I think slowly that kind of same thing started happening to Billy and Robbie. And then also just the want to spend our time on it. You know, um, the, the, the client work was definitely getting neglected, you know, especially, you know, when I was still doing client work and I would have at the time, you know, as Beaver Builder was growing, I'm like, Oh, I'd way rather work on Beaver Builder, but I have to spend today working on this website um, type thing. So yeah, for me, that was the indicator is just that, you know, as the, the time required started to grow, it felt like, it was, you know, time to, to shift gears. So, you know, I think most entrepreneurs or regardless of most of my audience, I would think <clears throat> are in that, that space. Like it's same thing for me where I, I've got client work that I do at the same time. I create a lot of content and I love it's, it's the brand that drives everything else that I do. So there is sort of that catch 22. So what I'd love to kind of shift gears with you guys is you all were, your background is all development, right? I mean, none of you guys came to this with like direct response marketing, mad skills right off the bat, right? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah more or less. Definitely no marketing. We didn't no clue. <laughs> okay. So how has that been? I mean, that was a new space for you guys. And I, you know, I joked that like it took me five years to, it was when I launched the podcast because all of a sudden you can't, you, you have to show up when you start doing this stuff, right? So it's, it's such a learning curve. So what has that learning curve been for you guys where you, you have to be out there really promoting yourselves? I, gosh, I think, I think it's been really, it, it's, it has been a learning curve. Um, it's been really fun. I, I guess I can say I've, I've kind of focused on that, that aspect, the whole kind of marketing and, and getting out there and, and promotion, um, piece. It's, uh, you know, who was it? It's, it's Chris Coyer. I don't know if you guys, yeah, he's a CSS dude. Yeah. He's got CSS tricks. He's a big developer and he, he does a podcast as well. I used to listen to a long time ago, but he'd always get the question of, you know, how do I learn how to do 
this? And usually it was something related to web development. You know, how do I learn CSS or SAS or JavaScript or whatever? And his advice was always to just, just start a project and just build something, you know, like you, uh, you know, reading books or kind of doing like learning things in theory only gets you so far. And I feel like this was kind of my project or our project to, to kind of tackle that having something, you know, that, you know, we're so, we're, we're really passionate about what we're doing right now. We're passionate about Beaver Builder and, and having that passion to kind of fuel the learning. Um, I don't think we could have, you know, if it was something that we, you know, I'd wanted to like study in school or something like that. I think the, the year or two that I've spent learning about it has been so much more, um, uh, it was just, I've, I've gained so much more by actually having a real tangible thing to work on as opposed to just kind of, kind of exploring the thoughts and the philosophies behind it. If only our educational system understood that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you, you know, it was, I was mentioning Justin and Billy before you guys hopped on. We were talking and my daughter's a freshman at San Francisco State. She's a film major and she's, she's actually contemplating, you know, she's got an internship. She's out there making films like, that, that meetup, Robbie, she came and filmed it for me so I can get some footage. And, you know, it's, she's, she's truly questioning, like, well, am I going to learn this more in class or <laughs> so? So we'll cross that bridge. But so with the marketing piece of it, and I asked that because, I mean, you guys have a great reputation in, in the community and everybody that I've ever talked to just adores you guys. So for what that's worth, kudos to you. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's awesome. So have you, what, what are some lessons or what has, can you share maybe like a, a tangible thing that you did that worked and maybe one that didn't work the way you thought it was going to? Yeah, I can. I think, um, that, you know, coming from the background of having no experience in marketing whatsoever, we were really, really fortunate. And one of the things we really focused on from the start was our support and our customer service. And this was something we, you know, picked up and learned a lot about in the agency days, but, you know, really what drove our growth at the beginning and even now is it's probably our biggest growth driver is just the, the organic word of mouth of promotion. So also, also I should mention too, having, I mean, having a good, a good solid product that people want to talk about, you know, and Justin, Justin mentioned all that time that he was spending on, uh, on Beaver Builder, you know, someone like recently asked me if we, if we do our development in house and I kind of like chuckled, I, I kind of forgot. I was like, Oh man, that's right. Like I couldn't even imagine trying to do what we're doing. You know, if we didn't have, have Justin with us, you know, he's got such a passion and, and uh, talent for, for building software that, you know, it makes it really, it makes it easy. Like I saying I'm doing the marketing work is just, is really cheating. You know, like we've got a great product and we've got an amazing community and, and really great, you know, customers yourself included, Kim. Thank <laughs> um, you. <laughs> you guys, yeah, are, are doing all the, all the legwork for us really. Well, so from that perspective, because there's probably a handful of um, of developers too, and like a, a good. Do you guys know John Perez? You know John, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah definitely <laughs> love. Him. I love John. We're super good friends. Yeah. Um, and you know he um, he's somebody that also is. It wants to shift from from what he's doing into whether it's you know um, a, a SaaS model or plugins or whatnot. Um, you know so. From that perspective, and, and I don't know, Justin, if you want to touch on this, because so like how much time do you guys spend doing what if maybe that might help lay the groundwork for people so they understand? Well, I mean, that that is a good question. It's actually one we've been asking ourselves more recently because we're getting deeper into this. And so like when we first started, we just we didn't even think about what we were spending our time on. We just worked on everything. Um, but, you know, time is money type thing. So a good example recently we're starting to ask ourselves, okay, like what features are we going to work on? 
Um, Chris Lemma has a really good line on that. Like he says, developers will build things just because they can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, we're in, I mean, in that sense, we're trying to uh, be a little bit more strategic um, about um, what we're working on and when. Um, early on, though, it was we we had more time to if a customer, for example, recommended something, and we thought, oh, you know, that's a really good piece of feedback because a lot of a lot of the things that people don't even realize that are in Beater Builder are just because of customer feedback. And early on, we we got some really big wins there. So we were, you know, well, I was spending a lot of time on that where someone would say, you know, even templates, I think. I don't even think we launched with the ability to save your own templates, um, stuff being saved to the the editor, things like that. Um, like the global settings and stuff, yeah. You, oh, well, yeah. you guys have done a lot of great updates, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh yeah, no worries. No, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, that, that was that was a lot of it um, in the the early days. It's just really consuming customer feedback. Um, obviously, support supports a given. Um, we we I think we did really well. We we sucked at um, like marketing and running a client services business. We did really good work, and we and we were always there for our customers. And we got uh, word of mouth, and, and and because of that, and good reviews, and I think that translated over to the kind of support. Um, that we offer. So, you know, support was just a given. We were never going to not spend time on that. We were always going to provide good support. Um, but definitely early on getting the customer feedback. Um, and then now, now we're, now we're just looking at it and asking ourselves that same question. Like, what do you spend your time on? You know, what, what, what are you going to work on that's providing value to the company and, uh, you know, helping with growth? Well, you guys have grown the team, right? So you want to share, I mean, I know you've added, you've got, it's not just the three of you anymore working on this anymore, right? Yeah, it's um, we have two full time support people who are amazing, um, Ben and Danny. Ben's been with us the longest. Danny just started what, a month ago now. Yeah, a Danny, over a month. Danny started uh, mid December, and then we have um, a, a, a three developers that uh, you know, work on contract for different projects um, for us. Um, you know, based on their availability, you know, Beaver Builder to them is like another client. Um, two of them are actually. Um, Beaver Builder customers, like they were customers before, you know, we, we, we pulled from the Beaver Builder pool of customers on that. And we were really fortunate um, to find people that, that know Beaver Builder so well and, and were able to just kind of integrate and, and bring that, you know, kind of value to the team. Um, so that's where we're at right now. And I mean, you know, in, in terms of the team, am I missing anybody? We got the Ben. Thomas. Oh, oh, Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Designer. Designer. We haven't, uh, this isn't out there yet, but he, we have had a designer working on new uh, layout templates um, for Beaver Builder for the past like three or so months. Um, and he's amazing. Yeah, his his uh, creativity is, is off the charts. I can't wait for you guys to see the kind of flair that he put into these templates um, just in terms of, you know, it's not, it, they're not your typical corporate templates. Um, we'll just put it that way. The, they don't have warm ipsum. Um, <laughs> some warm ipsum, but the wording is very creative on them, um, <laughs> in, in addition to the design. So, um, but I, I, yeah, those I little that, things that, make a big difference. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're I'd say some of the most beautiful Beaver Builder sites that I've seen in existence. Period. And so, yeah, it's really, really excited. We're going to have them out here, you know, hopefully soon. And yeah, that and was going to be my next question. <laughs> available. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Justin, I was curious. I know you were posting about something in the Facebook group. What is what? Do you, what are you? Th- I'm curious too. What? <laughs> where are we at with that? I think I think we've we've brief, briefly touched on it in our meetings, but I mean not to the extent that we've like fully discussed it. But um, yeah, I was thinking once you know we do the theme beta that's hopefully coming out here in 
soon. Uh, I was I was playing this week. I'm still trying to shoot for it, but we've had uh, unusual number of uh, meetings and other kind of business related things. Uh, <laughs> similar, to, you know, the, the podcasts that have been taking up my time. Um, but, you know, we do our betas, um, and depending on what kind of feedback we get, uh, anywhere from two to four weeks has really been the kind of the standard as far as betas have gone. And uh, once the theme bait is out, yeah, I was thinking that we start um, focusing our attention on getting the templates out and doing uh, some other stuff we have kind of queued up um, for the pl- for the next plugin update. So I would say uh, I think that what I posted in the Facebook group was late March, early April, sometime in there. So was, not not too far away. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of what, what's happened with Beaver Builder in the community, because now there's, you know, other people are doing tutorials and, and it's funny because John and I is like, let's do some landing pages. I'm like, I can help you with the design, but we got to, I can't do the development. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what has that been like for you guys to see people creating things to support your products? Really neat. Flattering. If anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that we're, we're really actively. I mean, great and flattering first and foremost, absolutely. And that, and that we're really trying to encourage to, um, I think, uh, I think the, the third party, um, kind of platform and having third party developers contributing. And, um, you know, we were talking about this a little, a little recently, but, you know, our, our goal kind of from the beginning, one of our mottos was simple, but powerful. And we've always tried to, you know, look at things from the perspective of simple. Like, how do we keep this from getting overwhelming? And, you know, like our list of modules is, is a good example. You know, like we've, we've probably got 50 different module ideas that have come up as feature requests that, you know, the, and some of them are, some of them are kind of generic and some of them are very, very niche. You know, like I think, Kim, we probably talked about doing like a podcast module, you yeah. know, <laughs> and instead of, you know, having all of that in the core plugin, um, the, the third party kind of ecosystem. And then eventually I, we might look into doing our own kind of separate, you know, mod, things that aren't in core, basically like the extension model might be a good way to put it, mm-hmm. um, is a really good way that we can, we can keep the core product easy to use without, you know, diluting what we have there, but also expand into all these different areas and niches and provide these, these tools when they need to be available to people. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Cause I, I would assume one, that's just a lot of development and you should get paid for all those (laughs) add-ons. So the marketer in me says, get paid for all those extra things you're doing. You guys provide, I mean, just out of the box, it is such a great product and the updates and the templates and stuff. So um, what are your thoughts on that extension model? Are you guys leaning towards that or? You know, we're very actively right now trying to figure that out. We, it first started, I mean, we have a couple of ideas of what it could look like. Um, one idea is a, a marketplace, like a hosted marketplace on our site and our platform that third party developers have access to. Um, what's happening right now is we have several people that have kind of created their own e-commerce systems and update systems and they're selling extensions through their own platform. And it's, that's been great. We've been encouraging that. Um, another thing that we're looking into is is kind of trying to get all of those third party stores under one umbrella on our site and try and leverage maybe some kind of affiliate program where we can have you know partners or, or uh, you know basically we want to be able to, to cross promote and and um, you know everyone benefits if we can get more eyes and and installs on everybody's plugins but we also want to you know ensure that we can make sure the quality stays high and that the support stays high. Um, there's, I guess, a lot of concerns if we kind of open it up too much that 
we're not going to be able to control what's going on out there. And that, that, that is something that we're kind of being very cautious about. Yeah. You know, it's, as you were saying that, it's funny. I was talking to um, a friend of mine. So like, I've got a team and everything and, and, and we were talking about, you know, John and I've been talking about these templates and, and cause he still has a full-time job. And so there's a little bit of flexibility if we do it together. And, you know, it's, someone's like, well, what about just having your program? I'm all, no, no, I know. I, I trust his work. <laughs> like if we're going to, it's different if it's something that I'm working on or I'm creating, but I don't know the code enough to look at it where I, I trust him to look at it and know that this is good or it's not good. <laughs> so, you know, those standards, I think that's huge. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. There's a lot of moving pieces to, to this kind of, you know, like, I mean, the, I don't know what you call it, but a lot of moving pieces and, and we're trying to figure out the best way. I guess we're not, we're not um, committing to do it. We're, we're really taking it slow and exploring all the options before we make a decision on how we want to want to do that. But in the meantime, you know, we're very supportive of, of all of our, you know, everyone that's making extensions and templates and, and we, you know, encourage people to do that. And we've been really, really flexible with people using our, um, kind of social media, like our Beaver Builders group and, you know, doing their promotion there. And it's, it's been a good, a really good thing as it's happening right now. And we want to, we want to figure out a good way to make it better and keep it going. So what about, how about like a bit of advice for somebody that maybe wants to go down that road? Like, is there something, you know, where I was asking you, so clearly who you guys are and the quality of the product has, has driven this, right? Because you support it. It's a great product. You guys are great people. So that's been great. Like, is there something that you've tried or tested that, that didn't go well that maybe you would, you know, say, well, I don't know if I would do this again. Um, you all know it's all been the yellow brick road. Go ahead. <laughs> We've made mistakes for sure. I'm trying to think of one. Well, I got, I got a good, a good thought on that. You, you know, we, um, we have a free version of Beaver Builder in the WordPress repo that's been gaining a bunch of traction recently. I think we're up to like 50,000 active installs now on the, on the free version, which is really cool. Um, but we didn't, we didn't start with that actually. We, we, we didn't have a free version for several months. It, even maybe the last time we talked, Kim, I don't know if, if it was available then. I don't think uh, so. But one of the really common models in the WordPress space is that freemium model where you have your core free plugin in the WordPress repo and then you have the extensions for, you know, your business model. And even though you, we see this a lot, I mean, you know, like Pippin's plugins and, and uh, easy digital downloads would be you know, like WooCommerce. Those are some of the like poster childs of that model. Um, but again, going back to the whole support and customer service thing, it's a really difficult model to pull off, I think. And mainly it's because, you know, supporting the free version of your plugin, I mean, support just takes a lot of time. We obviously underestimated how much time we'd be, I mean, I wouldn't, you could have pushed me over with a feather a year ago if you told me we were going to have two full-time support people and we still, <laughs> you know, we're spending time answering support. It's, it's wild how much time it takes. And it's, you know, more often than not, too, they're like, you know, nine times out of 10, it's a, it's an easy question and a quick, you know, sometimes even just boilerplate answer, but it's those one in 10, like, tricky ones, man, they really get you. Like you look up and the half day's gone because you've been trying to figure out this, you know, whatever it is, quirk or bug, and maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's their fault. Maybe it's a hosting issue. It's, oh, ah. but, but yeah, I guess all in all, um, doing the freemium extension model for that reason alone is really, really difficult to pull off. Um, that that's huge. I, what do you guys, Justin, Billy? There's, it's almost a bigger question than that. I mean, in, in my eyes, sometimes, um, is like, cause you, I know you mentioned SAS and I've seen some other people mention SAS. And if you, one of the things, um, that just kind of is the nature of the beast is that we just, we can't control the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in a SAS model, you can. And so, 
Um, but it, you know, obviously a SaaS model, um, is probably not going to be as developer friendly. Um, I mean, depending on how you do it and it's going to be a little bit more restrictive, you know, you don't, you know, like the Squarespace argument, you don't own your content and that kind of thing. Um, but I, you know, I, I really feel like sometimes unless, unless we just said, you know, we don't, we don't support, um, these certain things, um, you know, that's how it is. Um, we would, we, we almost have, we, it's just something we have to deal with, which is these, you know, these, these issues that come along with that, um, kind of like not being able to control the environment. Cause yeah, like Robbie said, I mean, that really is the big one. will be someone on XYZ hosting that is causing an issue for some reason. And it's kind of up to us to figure out what that is. Yeah. And then not necessarily having access to all of the hosting environment that you need to even look at it. <laughs> well, you know, on, on some people, a lot of, most people are pretty, um, flexible or, you know, reasonable on that, that they do give us, you know, 95% of the time we get as much access as we need. Um, early on, I wouldn't have thought that we would be able to get that, but it does make it a lot easier. I mean, if, if we didn't get FTP access or some of these issues, for example, <laughs> there's no way we'd get it. <laughs> so with that being said, you guys are pretty involved in the community now. I know you've sponsored a couple word camps um, and, you know, uh, did the Cabo press like uh, Robbie was telling me before the call. So with that, um, you know, what are your thoughts on general, or you can be as specific as you want in terms of the WordPress economy in essence. Uh, I mean, God bless WordPress. It's free. I, the freemium model I've always thought is um, you, you got to make a living. Right. And so it's, it's fascinating to me because I do these, um, which I would love to hear sort of your, you know, your, your marketing stack, the tools and stuff you guys use. But it's always amazing to me that when I get into a product or a tool that is a SaaS product, that people don't have a problem paying hundreds of dollars for it and and renewing it. And yet then you get into the WordPress space and there's like, what? I have to renew this license for $97 every year, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and or like great example is Infusionsoft. I don't use it. I'm not a huge fan, but I look at the cost of that product and, and it's Nowhere near as easy to you. It's, it's not super intuitive, yet people pay it all day long. So what are your thoughts on sort of the economy of WordPress products? Do you think that's shifting? I would just well, love think, to hear your opinion. I, I think, it's, um, I mean, you made a great point on, um, you know, the SaaS um, type thing. And I think, you know, more serious businesses are, uh, you know, that we're using those type of products um, are in, in that, you know, have the, the type of budget to spend on software. Um, you know, uh, we're in 2016 now, so a lot of serious businesses are on WordPress. And I think, you know, at least from what I've seen over the years is it gets more adoption um, from, you know, that type of clientele uh, that you're, you're seeing people that are okay with paying these prices because they understand the value. Um, you know, uh, we definitely launched with all kinds of fears that we were going to be too much money or that we weren't giving enough and this and that. And I think really what it, uh, these days it is a little bit easier um, once you kind of got over those fears to, um, you know, price yourself and offer what you feel is sustainable. So, um, I mean, I, it, it feels like, you know, just based on all, all these different, um, you know, companies uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's no longer, you know, just developers that are hacking away on websites, you know, freelancers and whatnot um, using WordPress is that continues to grow. It's going to be better for the economy because you're going to see, um, you know, people with, a real budget to understand the value of, you know, paying for the you know, ongoing licenses and support and things like that. And it just seems like it's standard anyways. A lot, of, a lot of people, even in Votto's moving, you know, to that, that model for their support. I, I think, uh, I don't know the exact details you made, but how then it's no longer unlimited lifetime support, for example, 
the, the kind of old unsustainable model that even like blue themes dropped a couple of years ago. And, you know, a lot of the big players have been dropping. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I like to compare sort of uh, offline, like, you know, in real life um, to th- this model. And it's funny because it's like, well, we pay every month to use our, our cable, like to have the electricity on, like there's all these different models that are standard business principles and practices, you know? And so for something where you have access to support, uh, it, it, to me, it feels like a no brainer. Um, but for you guys, even it's just a one-time purchase. It, it's not an annual pricing model, right? They do have to re- renew for support and updates. They kind of see okay, okay. the industry has these days, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, you buy it and you have it. Um, so you can continue to use it. Um, Justin which, Saul, thanks for knowing our product. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, we, we, we're, we're building a lot of cool stuff. So, um, at least for the foreseeable future, updating will does, you know, have that kind of value of getting new, new things and new tools. Um, you know, so we're, we're continuing to add value to the core product, um, there in, in terms of that. Um, but that, you know, that's a good point. I mean, you know, like I, I, I can, you know, I know Photoshop's on creative cloud, for example, but like I could, you know, I have a copy of like Photoshop, uh, CS3, you know, that I bought and I never updated it. Um, and, you know, on one of my computers and that computer's just running that, um, type thing or, or not that I didn't update it, but I didn't buy the next version and the next version and the next version. Um, you know, that's kind of the model that software used to have as well. You know, they didn't charge you a recurring fee when you bought Photoshop. You just had to buy the new version each year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I think that's, I'm on creative cloud now. <laughs> I'd love to get on it. But Robbie is, I think that's the model now, right? It's just a subscription service. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's totally, totally a SaaS. Yeah. That's what I use too. And I have access to everything and I use like three Adobe products, yeah, but yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I would need to not sleep to learn how to use anything else. Um, so along those lines, and thank you for that. That was a great answer, Justin, is in terms of like who your customer is, because there has been this argument. And again, it's not necessarily um, my audience because I, I consider my audience, you know, business owners or the everyday user with this. And, and so there is this argument of, oh, don't use page builders. And again, to me, I'm like, how could you not? Like, why on earth would you spend more? T- and I guess if you're a developer, I would get that, you know, what are your thoughts on, on that, you know, doing it just in code or using the, the page builders? I'll use a page builder all day long to build a client website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is about saving time. I Which mean, is why you guys created it, right? Like for anybody listening, I mean, wasn't it like you guys wanted to create something because you were, you were repetitively doing similar tasks on client projects? Yeah, more or less. I mean, it was, it was for us to, you know, build client websites faster for us, but also that were ed- editable. There's a couple factors there, but I mean, once we got our hands on Beaver Builder and we could start using it, um, I, rem- I remember even in the early days when, um, uh, before we launched uh, Beaver Builder as a product, and I was still working on developing, like, you know, the first version that would anybody would use, um, you know, hearing Billy being like, oh, when's that going to be ready? I really want to use it for this site, you know, like, because <laughs> he could, you know, start seeing some of the stuff it could do. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, anything that's going to save you time, um, as long as it's reasonable, I mean, I think there, there is a, a stigma. Um, Robbie was a good line on that. It goes back to like what the, you're, the thing you're saying front page. <laughs> yeah. Front page dream, dream weaver, all of those original. Yeah. Uh, original they, tools are just so, so awful to use. <laughs> yeah. So it created that kind of stigma. Um, you know, that I, I we, I'm surprised uh, there's been a couple of developers that are, 
prominent enough in the um, WordPress space that have used Beaver Builder that I just, just dropped my job that we've kind of like converted them over to, you know, using something like that. Um, so. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I just, I just see, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's, I, 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 I see so many people where I just see that. And it's funny because I sort of just stay in my own little world at this point. I'm not really involved in, like, I know people in the space. And, but again, my, my audience, it's like who I'm talking to is somebody who is wanting to build get their site up or they want to be able to make changes. And, and, you know, it's funny because even um, where I said, you know, doing this with John, we were talking and it's like, uh, it's because it's for a client. So, you know, built up this client site and we did it all and we use Genesis with everything. It works great. And it was really because the clients need, they want to be able to make quick changes or they want to be able to update stuff. And so to me having a product and it is, I use a couple other page builders too, but by by far, this is the easiest to use, you guys, and it's it's clean and it's it's just it, it's the best. And so, f- from that perspective, it's like you're doing a disservice to your client if they want to be able to edit and maintain their site. Right, exactly. And I think some some people are still the fear. I've heard this one. Um, there's a couple things you'll hear. You know, like people thinking like, oh, well, um, well, yeah, no. The fear is is that you know, they're going to build a website with something like this, and then the client is going to find out about it and be like, well, why did you charge me so much money? Um, if you just build it with this visual builder. Um, but you know, my argument there is like, well, it doesn't matter how you built the website. You're the, they're paying you as an expert. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you could hire, you could train a monkey to build the website for you for, for all they care. Um, yeah. <laughs> like what is the end product of it? Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. No, so, I mean, we will, we'll hear that one, but I, I don't think you're doing it. So I, I, I agree. I mean, if, if you have this capability to give them to, to be able to go in there and, and make the edits, um, especially too, I mean, depending on the client, like, um, there's one client early on that was kind of the cr- part of the crux of us even building this. They were a, a marketing department at a startup. Um, and they, they wanted editable landing pages. So, you know, they could AB test and stuff like that. You know, I mean, we weren't just going to build them, uh, custom templates in their theme that, you know, then they'd have to go talk to, you know, us or the developers in house or whoever, and just to get changes made. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, at that level, it's, it's really powerful. Um, you know, your average client may or may not get in there and make edits. You know, we've seen it all people that get in there and people that don't, but yeah, no, I can definitely agree with you there. It's, it's funny. I think a lot of business owners go through that um, where they think, I did the same thing in terms of when I started bringing a team on and it was really like, yeah, but they want to talk to me. It's like, no, they don't. They want a great site. It needs to, they, they'd rather talk to me about how do we get traffic to your site? How do you create content? How do you build your, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I can service them better at. And I know what looks good and I know what works good. And so at, at the end of the day, the customer, what is the end result the customer is looking for? And I think people go through that transitional period as they're building a business um, of wait, but I'm not supposed to use this. You know, I wanted to ask you guys too. I was having a conversation with somebody that I want to get you on their podcast too today. And we were talking about the page builders in terms of SEO. Like, is there an impact on using a page builder? Will that impact the SEO? How, how does that work with Beaver Builder for everybody listening? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I wrote, there's an article on our, on our blog because we get, we get that question a lot. And, I think the two kind of takeaway points are, well, so for us, um, 
you know, when we, when we started Beaver Builder, like Justin mentioned, we had a couple of clients that came to us that, you know, we kind of saw the light as far as using a page builder because we had these clients that came to us that wanted an editable, editable website. And we built um, a website using another page builder. And, and, you know, again, back to the whole kind of Dreamweaver um, era, you know, there's always been this, this stigma and, and for good reason that page builders produced really awful code on the front end. So when we started working on it, that was one of the big things that we, we wanted to improve upon. And so we've really done our best to, to make sure that the uh, markup that Beaver Builder outputs on the front end is, is as, you know, semantic and lightweight and efficient as possible. Um, you know, as close as we could to if we were going to be hand coding the website ourselves. So there's, there's that element. Cause, you know, I think in terms of the page builder itself, a lot of people in, in reference of, Seth, of SEO, um, it's the efficiency thing, you know, like the page speed and, and mm-hmm. uh, um, cause then the, then the other takeaway point from that article I think is really big is that, you know, SEO is it really, it comes down to content, you know, and if you're, um, producing good content that people like and that people share, um, and that people link to, you're going to do, you're going to do really, really well. And the, you know, technology behind that content shouldn't really have a big impact on it unless you're doing some really awful stuff. You know, if you don't have a mobile, uh, mobile version or if you're, you know, taking a couple seconds on page loads and things like that, like it might have an impact, but more often than not, you know, like a, a viral web page is going to be a viral web page regardless of the tech behind it. So really the, the, the emphasis should be on, on content. And then in that sense, you know, with, with Beaver Builder or a page builder, you know, you could, it really just streamlines the process of creating, um, amazing content. You know, you can get more content out quicker if you're, you know, streamlining that process. <laughs> Uh, brilliant answer, and I will definitely link to that blog post. I am a fiend of uh, I, I just got obsessed with content strategy. Thank you, Dan Norris, <laughs> last fall, and yeah. So I think I think that's outstanding, you know. And and I was working with a client for quite a while on their project, and we we built out a ton of custom pages with with Beaver Builder, and um, it's just the ability to make unique pages for the visitor experience and to get people to, to stick around longer. Um, it's just golden and you can test stuff, you know, where you're talking about AB testing, it's, you, it's so easy to go in and change an element on a page. I just, I'm a huge fan, obviously. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of a, a pretty cool story just in the last couple of weeks here. Uh, we had the first Beaver Builder site that we know of, um, go, you know, air quotes, go viral. Um, Mm-hmm. We have uh, our buddy. We met a guy, one of our customers. Uh, his name's Ben, and we met him at WordCamp this year. He's a, he's a really great guy. He's a super talented designer. Um, we had a blast hanging out with him at WordCamp. And I, I don't, um, Kim. I don't know if you're familiar or if your listeners are familiar, but there was a Kim Kardashian app that came out pretty recently called Kimoji. <laughs> it was a bunch of you know emoticons and emojis featuring you know Kim and and Kanye and all that that whole crew and. It made a bunch of a bunch of press, and uh, our buddy Ben kind of did a satire of that, and he did uh, Kimunji dot online, <laughs> and it's Kim, it's it's you know our favorite you know North Korean uh, dictators Kim Jong Un and on, and I, I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I always mess those up right. I don't know how to pronounce them. I see them on, on text all the time. But so yeah, he's got a bunch of, you know, North Korean uh, dictator emojis. And he put this site together with Beaver Builder. And he designed the actual emojis and they're great. And he put the site up really quick with Beaver Builder. And it just like took off like a rocket. Like he's getting interviewed on all these news stations and like the BBC covered it. The last time I talked to him, which was like a week or two ago, it, it you know, had seen over 5 million people and it was just growing every day. So 
that was really like really cool thing to watch. And, and yeah, he was able to, uh, he was able to get it up really quickly with Beaver Builder. I think we're going to get an interview with them on our blog to kind of talk about what that experience was like. That for Oh us. my God. We'll have to link to that too. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was really fun, fun to watch. And, and again, if anyone out there like, you know, that can hear me, if you've got a viral site, we'd love to hear that story to, to our knowledge. I think that's the first one that really kind of hit the mainstream. God, that is so fun. So tell me, like, as, as we wrap up here, guys, like what, so what are the plans? I mean, you have clearly, you know, from the last time we had a conversation, a ton has changed. So what, what are on the, the plans for 2016? Well, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff cooking right now. We're, we're working. I mean, we mentioned the, the templates that are coming up. That's going to be really big. Uh, we've got the, the free version of Beaver Builder in the repo, I think is, is going to be a big thing for the, us this year. Um, we're working on some features specifically for theme authors so that they can bundle that free version with Beaver Builder, um, which some, some, there's a couple of, uh, shops like UpThemes off the top of my head is doing that, um, where they're using that free version of Beaver Builder and they're, they're using the TGM plugin to bundle it with their theme. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's been really cool for us. And we, we want to kind of encourage more theme developers to do that. And so we're going to build some features. Mainly we want to try and tap into some of our template features. So the, the template, like the ability to save a, a layout as a template and reuse it isn't in the free version. Uh, but we're, we're thinking if we could give a, you know, make a way that a, a theme author could build out maybe one or two or more templates that are specific, like landing pages for their theme. So that, you know, when a user installs their theme and installs Beaver Builder, they can install the, the template that's, you know, all the themes are going to have that, you know, that beautiful homepage that they're using in their marketing um, and then be able to jump in there and edit that, that exact template with, with Beaver Builder. I think that's going to be really big. Um, Justin's got some pretty cool stuff cooking too, although it's, it's kind of a, it's going to be a big, big shift. It's not something that's probably going to be out, out, out immediately. Justin, you might want to... <laughs> tap in or touch on that one. Well, now you have to tap on that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've talked about it a, a little bit here and there, like uh, the Slack group and Facebook and just people in general. But um, one of the big things um, that people, well, it, there's, there's so many pieces to it, but I mean, the high level, um, we get a lot of questions like, Oh, how do I edit my archive page or, you know, my blog post page with Beaver Builder? I mean, you can't, it's not like a page, you know, it's Beaver Builder is a page builder. Um, or for example, they want to, they have their blog posts and they want to build a template that all of their blog posts will adhere to. Um, so they don't have to use Beaver Builder to create each blog post. Um, they can still use the WordPress editor, put the title, featured image, but they can use Beaver Builder to decide where that stuff's going to go. Um, so same as your theme, your WordPress theme templates, really, you know, single.php and archive.php and that kind of stuff. Um, I know we're getting a little technical there, but. Um, essentially this Beaver Builder 2.0 kind of stuff that we're um, conceptualizing right now and working on kind of like UI mockups and things like that will let will let you uh, use Beaver Builder to build out any page or any part of your website, your theme, not just pages or posts and things like that. Um, your 404 page, for example, um, all that kind of stuff. That, but yeah, Robbie, as Robbie said, it's a big project. Um, so we don't really have like an ETA on it right now where um, working with a Beaver Builder customer that's a designer, you know, we've hired him to start helping flush out some of the UI concepts. Um, he's also, um, in, in, in addition to being an amazing de- designer, he's also an amazing coder. So he's also uh, starting to write some pseudo code as to uh, how some of this could actually work uh, in the back end. So um, yeah, I'm making good progress on it. I'm looking forward to when I can actually have some stuff to show and 
talk about a little bit more. That is super fun. Well, and I recently saw, I, I, I don't know if it was in the Facebook group or somewhere else, but so then Troy Dean has also done video, uh, user manual tutorials, right? For Beaver Builders, part of his plugin now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not that really that's cool. your thing, but I just think it's just a testament to, um, I, I think the community's love of, of what you guys are doing. <laughs> well, gosh, I'm thinking about, it. we should really thank you for that one, Kim, because I, I remember way back when you introduced us to Troy and, and, uh, yeah, you made that, that connection happen. And, and yeah, we, you know, we did, the, we did a podcast with them way back when. And then, um, I did a webinar with them way back when. And, and we've been, you know, keeping in touch. And, and he's been, you know, he kind of adopted Beaver Builder. I, I think it's a really big part of his, um, the, the WP Elevation course now. And then we've got the video user manuals. And I mean, that's been a really great kind of mutually beneficial partnership. And, and again, yeah, it all came from that, that intro. So yeah, thank you. That's, that's, that was, well, you're welcome. I, that was not where I was going with that at all, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's, I would be curious too, just for my own uh, satisfaction. Um, you know, cause I know what podcasting has done for my business and the relationships. Um, how, what is, cause I'm, I love getting in, any introductions. I love when I find something that I love, I become a little bit of a, a zealot about it, but, um, you guys have been on a lot of podcasts now, right? Um, let's see here. We did, um, I'd say I could probably still count on one or two hands how many we've done. Um, <coughs> yours and Troy's. And it's funny. I did, I did an interview with, with Jonathan Perez. That was like one of the first podcasts or kind of recording interviews I've ever done. <laughs> um, and he, it's the developer to millionaire podcast and he, it's just starting to roll out now. He's, he's been a little behind schedule on that one. Cause I think it was gosh, almost like a year and a half ago that we did the, uh, the interview, but, but yeah, that's, uh, there's that one. And then, um, oh, and yeah, I think we did, I, I got on Carrie Dill's podcast, um, which was great, but no, it's, it's really, it's, it's been a small, um, we'd, I mean, we'd love to do more, but. Well, but I'm going to make uh, that happen. I got a list now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah hey. We got to get you guys on. You, you know, Lee Jackson, WP innovator. Yeah, actually, you know, interestingly, we just connected with him, um, pretty recently and, and recorded an episode with him. So yeah, that, that one's going to be coming out here pretty soon. Um, he was great. That was a real blast. We had a good time with him. <laughs> He's a hoot. I love Lee. But yeah, I would, well, <laughs> this is probably not relevant to the listeners, but I would love to make some more connections for you guys. I'd like to get you more out in the marketing world for people who realize, uh, they don't necessarily, you know, they don't necessarily want have to go out their sites done, but what a great tool it is and how many ways that they can use this for, you know, building their business besides, you know, it's a great add on, even if you're super thrilled with your site, there's so many things you can do with this, um, to take your site to the next level. So, Oh, that's really nice of you. Of course, yeah, yeah. We'd, love, we'd love to. And, and yeah, we'll try and, uh, we'll try and what's the word, pass it on or, or bring it back around full circle. You know, likewise, we, Whenever these come out, we love them. I mean, we blast them out to all of our social media and try and get a bunch of attention, you know, on you and what you're doing and, and anyone else. So, well, sure. thanks. You guys are awesome, and we definitely we'll have to coordinate some sort of meetup this summer. We're I all think, in the Bay Area. We got to make it happen. <laughs> yep, I think so. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm like yeah, kind of right in between you guys. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you, you understand when I say we're in Roseville, Ben. I forget, forgot about that. Yeah, I'm in Brentwood, so it's kind of like okay. Well, yeah, you guys are a little higher than me, but <laughs> similar communities. <laughs> you know, oh, you're in Brentwood. Oh, that's not far away at all. You're, you're right, right in the middle of us. That would actually be a really convenient place for uh, for all three of us to kind of meet up in the middle. And yeah, we should we should get you out and and have you join us sometime. That'd be really fun. Do a barbecue or something. Well, we should we could yeah. actually do it here. I've got a huge yard and a pool, so we'll make that happen this summer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like yeah, it's it. close enough for everybody, so we're all good. Um, uh, the you guys, bash. yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
There we go. I accept no responsibility for anybody drinking. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, you guys, it's been fantastic as always. And I'm just, I'm super excited to see the success. It's, I, I, it's so well deserved. You're great guys. And the product is just amazing. Thanks. Uh, it's really nice of you. Thanks so much for having us too. This is, this is always, it's always so much fun coming on talking to you. This is a real blast. Awesome. And then we'll make those connections. So where is the best place you guys want to, wpbeaverbuilder.com where else can people connect with you guys yep yeah wpbeaverbuilder.com uh we have a contact form there if you want to shoot us an email we're on twitter at beaverbuilder and we're on facebook we have a facebook page but it, it really ends up being more just our news um and the the beaver builders group on facebook is is really if you're going to do anything go and uh, check out the beaver builders group and join up because we've got you know this is, i think there's 1100 or so people if not more now and and we're there all the time and kim i know you're in there and it's just a really happening place to come and uh chat wordpress and, and chat beaver builder we'd love to get more people in there and, and build that community out because it's been really great <laughs> you guys love those guys, right? <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. Uh, you know, so it's been a little bit of time since we recorded that interview and some awesome stuff has, is happening in the Beaver Builder community. So you definitely want to go check out the plugin. It massive updates, a whole bunch of new templates, not to mention if you go to the show notes and just go to the wpchick.com forward slash 103. Um, is that where I'm at? Yeah, this is episode 103. <laughs> Um, but just go to episode 103 and all the links for everything are in the show notes. And again, that's wpchick.com forward slash 103 because there's some great new third party modules and stuff coming out. Anyways, you know, as always, you guys are awesome. And if you want to go check out Beaver Builder because you haven't, and of course I think you should go to the wpchick.com forward slash Beaver Builder all the awesomeness is there. Uh, and that's it, guys. Thanks so much, as always, for listening. Have a fabulous day. Hope you're staying cool. Uh, it's dead of summer here. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks again so much for listening. And just a quick reminder about SiteLock. They are going to be at WordCamp Orange County, July 9th and 10th, and WordCamp New York City, July 15th through 17th. Uh, So they're pretty much the go-to solution for WordPress security. Again, go to sitelock.com forward slash WPChick. And if you are going to be at those WordCamps, make sure to stop by and say hi to them. They'll answer all your questions and stay tuned. I'll have a link pretty soon within the next week uh, for the tutorial.